0: Howdy, everybody, and welcome to yet another thrilling edition of the Black Anime Nerds Podcast. I'm Max, and I am joined by my esteemed guests this week, uh, Aaron Coutet. Hey, yo. Spencer White. Hey, how's it going? And Brandon D. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, we're happy to have you this week. Uh having nice to, to be here. Most deaf. Uh, we've got a bit to talk about this week. Um before getting into our uh episode seven review of Tower of God, um, uh, we've got some pretty uh important manga news to discuss. Um, the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba uh, manga um uh, has uh reached its end as of this past sunday um four years three months 205 chapters later the series is done um as we all know like the anime took the world by storm last last year and um <laughs> the manga has been selling like gangbusters ever since um it's one of the most uh a uh, popular shonen jump series of the past few decades um it's kind of crazy how how uh fast it's risen uh, but yeah all good things must come to an end and um uh, demon slayer is now over um Aaron, just uh kind of thoughts on like demon slayer as a whole and kind of its legacy
1: it's a surprisingly good read like everybody talks about how simple the idea is but they really build you into it with the characters and the world building and I think the best part is just how the characters grow on you so much that when you get to the end you're genuinely tied to them like I remember the last few chapters people were sweating like what would happen to them They they were hoping for the best wishing the worst wouldn't happen afraid the worst would happen they really throw, you draw them. And that's how you know it's good. So, and then the fact that, you know, the anime took off so heavily is only a good sign of what's to come. <laughs> like, I didn't expect it to last that long or get that hot that fast. But when you find when you got light in the bottle, you catch it, right? So cool. I mean that's I mean that's pretty good. I'm definitely gonna be curious to see how everybody reacts when the finale gets animated in like a year or two from now.
0: Absolutely. Um uh Spencer, your overall thoughts on uh Demon Slayer.
2: Uh, I think this is one of those ones where I first heard about it being adapted, and then I decided to read it, like I normally do. And I was still captivated by, by the idea. So when the anime came out, I was like, "This is going to turn heads. Like a lot of people are going to look into this. A lot of people are going to understand, going to want to watch it." And I think it sets a new something new that. I think it's just one of those, one of those things that is an anomaly. It doesn't always happen. But when it happens, everyone catches it. And then towards the end, everyone started having their – everyone started drawing lines and saying they wanted to be a little bit longer, a little bit more fights. But I feel like 205 chapters is right where it needed to be. Like, no time was wasted. Muzan didn't spend 60 chapters just thinking about why he wanted to control the sun. It was just basically, I want to walk in the sun. That's it. I'm not going to waste any time. So, it was actually a fun ride. And this is definitely something that I feel like if I forget, I'd probably rewatch it again. And I really think for new people who are just starting it, I want to say to y'all, y'all are in for a good ride. Just continue to go into it blind. Don't look at nothing online. Just keep reading it or watching it. Cause then you you really get that feeling of satisfaction like I get once you hit the end of it and it's like damn I really sat there every Saturday every Sunday waiting for this and now you can't anymore but I I'd give a top ten maybe seven
3: righteous Mr Brandon. Yeah, definitely would put it in my top 10 as well. The um character interactions between um with what you uh, saw with the characters when they were first introduced and how they were fleshed out and it made a lot of sense for the characters with their stories and how they uh were intertwined with the other cast members and stuff. And it was a a really enjoyable ride seeing everybody just come together and see that growth between, uh, characters and everything. And, um, it didn't overstay its welcome because normally with most Shonen, it is dragged out and has <clears throat> just, it's, I'm sorry, uh, it's just, uh, it's overstays its welcome and it repeats a lot of stuff and Doesn't have a a good conclusion, but I feel with this series, it definitely hit the mark on its um, ending on where it needed to be. And for uh, a lot of characters, I would have liked to uh, see more like extended parts, like more fleshed out, uh, uh, like the uh, original pillars and stuff, but other than that I love seeing the growth between everybody and seeing everybody develop and they really do grow on you as you go along with this series and the ending definitely was very fitting and I'm very happy with it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean I kind of just echo your guys' statements. I mean, um the cast uh like like to me is like one of the more um uh, lovable and engaging casts you'll find in a show. I mean, uh, Go to J, uh, writes these characters so well. Even, even though the characters are pretty much, you know, the, like the archetypes, um, kind of represent the standard archetypes for characters, like, like they bounce off each other so well. Um, <clears throat> You know, the, you know, the plot's pretty like straightforward, but I mean, it's engaging all the way. Um, yeah, I mean, I just love the way, uh, they crafted the series. Um, it's bittersweet. I'm sad to, I'm sad to see it go, but like, uh, Brandon said, like, um, it didn't overstay its welcome at all. Um, it kind of ended right right where it needed to be and um, yeah I'm just so glad that it's um, getting the notoriety and the success that it's been getting I mean the series has been breaking records left and right um, I'm definitely happy about that and I'm also really happy and excited to see what What's next for uh Go-to-Jay as a as a writer? Um uh, I'll definitely be tuning in to whatever they uh uh cook up next for us for sure.
2: Um uh, oh, more thing. Oh, uh sure. Let's all remember one important thing. This is yet another GOAT Setters, and I said it a GOAT Setters. Manga slash anime made by a woman.
1: Yeah, buddy,
2: It's it's up there.
1: It's, yeah, it really is. It's, it's really definitely up, up there. I mean, it's strong and series.
2: It 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 really proves to these ashy ass niggas that women know they shit. Yeah, shout I mean, out to, shout out to her.
0: Yeah. I mean you know to craft a series like that and being so um, so young too like I I want to say she's probably in her early 30s. Uh, really? Her um Kohei Horikoshi who's My Hero Academia's uh mangaka and uh and uh uh, Tabata, uh, Black Clover's mangaka, they're all, like, in the same age range. Really? Um, so it's kind of cool to kind of see that generation of writers um, having, like, the mainstream success that they're having. Um, and because Demon Slayer was so popular, um, you know, um, Godot J has definitely been, uh, you know, pushed to the fore. I know, uh, Shonen Jump will definitely want to have her, uh, uh, back for a future series down the road, for sure. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, so, without further ado, um, unless you guys have any other, uh, uh, related comments you'd like to add before we move on, um, we can, um, transition over to our, uh, review of episode seven of Tower of God.
2: Um, yeah, movie right? What was that? The movie's still coming out on time, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like everything is somewhat in limbo just due to, the uh, uh, pandemic but yeah there haven't been any uh, announcements uh, to
3: suggest otherwise yet All right. so yeah uh, one more thing um, for this generation I'm just really excited with the whole current generation of Shonen Jump and everything especially with um, Demon Slayer it's definitely going to leave a huge mark uh, further down the road especially with the characters that are um, She's created and like Spencer said, you don't expect to get attached and everything. Um but with the way that they're written, it's just really, really exceptionally well done. So um definitely gonna miss it, but this generation is something special, definitely. Would you
2: say is this generation's full metal?
1: I mean
2: yeah. it's well, it's close. Something I- yeah mm-hmm.
1: I feel like
0: yeah. um uh, in terms of just sheer popularity like it eclipses that by like a country mile um, right. but maybe in terms of what's the word i'm looking for like like critical acclaim mm-hmm. um, uh full medals probably a little bit more uh is more well received um uh, but in terms of, uh, you know, uh, sales and, uh, you know, overall, like, mainstream popularity, um I would definitely say Demon Slayer eclipses, uh, Full Metal
1: Alchemist in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're both going <laughs> to be serious, though, that fans in the group are going to be like, Damn, why did nobody put me on to this? Yeah.
0: Has anyone else uh watched this uh Demon Slayer show? Can't wait.
1: No, I bet. can't wait. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Volume twenty um came out last last week. Mm-hmm. uh and there'll be twenty three volumes uh in total, so uh uh, the manga will definitely be selling well the rest of the year. Um, it's honestly possible for it to get close to like a like hundred million um, copies sold this year, um, which just to put that in per, into perspective, uh, One Piece had the previous record for most manga sold in a year and that was at like 38 million and uh demon slayer's already passed that we're not even halfway done with the year jeez uh, God. demon slayer mania is real Oh,
3: uh, yes with the um release of the uh, movies and everything. Everybody's going to get hopped back onto the manga again, and those sales are definitely going to spike towards the end of the year. So it'll
1: be fucking booming. Right.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing, you know. I mean, so the series is over, but and, you know, the, the sales will wind down at some point. But in other uh, media, like Demon Slayer is going to be around
1: for a while.
2: I mean, I mean, think about it. If they're going to, if they're going to do another season after the movie, then it's a lot of people that's gonna that's gonna watch the second season again, see all these crazy, all these crazy fights, and they're like, okay, now I gotta watch, now I gotta read it. Yeah, like, like it's gonna do another, bit of rise until the end of the anime, if if they're going that route, which I hope they are.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, the rest of the decade, uh, I'm sure it will be. The- seeing a lot of uh demon slay related stuff which is cool um but yeah um without further ado we can kind of transition into our uh review of uh episode seven of tower of god um you know i'll i'll uh uh I'll start by just reading, um, uh, reading off kind of the synopsis of the episode and then, um, we can, uh, go from there. Uh, just one second. The princesses of Jihad are revealed to have been hand chosen by Jihad, the first person to ever conquer the tower and current king of the Jihad Empire within the tower as vessels to receive a share of his power. Upon receiving his power, the princesses are granted increased strength, durability, and combat skills, along with the chance to wield one of the Thirteenth month series, such as um, Anak's uh, Green April or Bomb's Black March. However, this power comes with a cost, as princesses are forbidden from entering into relationships with men, marrying and even bearing children. With this knowledge in mind, Dorsey deduces Anak's secret while atop the floating platforms of their fisherman combat test. Anak is not an actual princess, but instead the daughter of the real princess Anak was killed by her fellow priestesses after her relationship and child were discovered. An enraged Anak knocks Dorsey off the platforms, but not before Endorsi grabs hold of her clothes and drags them both into the abyss below. In the aftermath, Anak and Dorsey are restricted to bed rest following their sustained injuries. The other regulars continue both training in their specialized roles and their intragroup bonding. Leading the charge and building friendships are Baum and Kuhn, who offer their assistance to the others with some of the more troubling tasks such as Bam offering to wash Laura's tainted pillow after Serena drools on it, and Kun developing a script for Ship and Hats- uh, Shibisu and Hatsu to follow in order to complete their previously assigned task of making friends. However, the group is divided once again as test administrator Hang Sung begins the next test, a game of tag between
1: two randomized teams.
0: Han picks a member to be It, requiring them to hold a badge during the duration of the game. Each team must attempt to grab the other's respective badge, all the while defending their badge from being touched by either the other team or an examiner, It. A wild card team made up of only a single test examiner. To both Lara Rowe and the examinee's surprise, Quant is chosen by Han to play the role. As the competition begins, Team A begins by luring Quant into a trap, almost succeeding in touching his badge. Much, much to Lira Rose's dismay, this deception introduces an unexpected element to the test. Quant's uncontrollable temper; Quant's rage begins to explode just in time for a hard cut to black as the episode ends. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a pretty action-packed episode. Um, lots of world building as well. Um, uh Aaron, what were your thoughts on uh episode 7?
1: I was glad to see them pop off. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then I remember you were asking about Anak, and I was glad that they went into that as well. So. And then getting us set up for the tag game. I'm already hype about that because I think people are going to really like that. And it's going to endear the main cast to us even more, especially with how they play the game and show the testers are pretty fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> then there's also the fact that, you know, Anakin and Dorsey's fight was kind of fu- funny at the end when old girl was like, don't drop me, Dro- don't drop me, I'm going to drop you, don't drop me, I'm going to drop you, don't drop me, please don't drop me. Left from super serious <laughs> to, uh, please don't, pretty, please don't, don't
0: drop me. That's basically how it went down. Um, <laughs> uh Brandon, uh what did you think of episode
3: seven? I liked it a lot. Um, the story with Anak and her mother uh uh being separated by the uh fire that was caused by the um right. the hot and everything. That was really I felt bad for Anak, especially with something that she couldn't control control because she was um uh conceived and she was born with uh extra power and everything. That's something that's completely out of her control, but she's blamed for it and cursed for it. Uh, it seems like in this world. And, um, <clears throat> uh, um, with Bam, uh, controlling his, uh, Shinsu, I was really surprised to see that he was a, um, a, uh, the, like general of the group and everything and how well he was coming along with his training on using Shinsu and everything. I was glad to uh, see that he got some progression with that. And, um, with, uh, uh, injuries, uh, with, um, the, uh, swords, uh, swordsman guy, uh, that was a little cute interaction when he was like, oh, I'm bringing this, uh, uh, we'll bring this food to this cute girl every day. If you, uh, just sign your name here, it's just like, just sign it, just sign it, sign it already. Cause (laughs) he was pleading. He was like, just sign it already so we can get this over with and everything. So um, yeah, overall I enjoyed the episode. Um with uh I'm glad the uh real action's about to begin with the uh tag team and the uh instructor going off on the students was pretty funny when he just caught all of them in the corner. It's like I got your ass.
1: <laughs> he enjoyed that shit way too much. Then again, he was he loved he his job, himself, I guess.
3: He was feeling himself too much with that one.
1: You niggas in trouble. (laughs) You niggas. That was my first thought when I saw him. Uh, Oops. (laughs) I love that one dude that got upset. (laughs) Because he knows life is unfair. Let me (laughs) go.
0: What did you guys um, think of the administrator's decision to uh, kind of Throw a curveball and have uh, uh, Quant participate in the uh, test.
1: That's why these niggas in trouble. <laughs> let me just mm-hmm. uh, let me just add something a little different. He brought in a ringer. He was like, "Y'all having way too much luck with this. Time to yeah. fix that shit. Ain't shit sweet out here. You gonna find out the hard way. <laughs> you want to climb the tower?" you gonna have to take this out.
0: Yeah, it kinda just makes you wonder about, like, the, the, uh, ulterior motives he may have, uh, um, behind that decision. Um so it kinda seems like Lara Rowe, uh, uh, suspects something's up. Um, he was pretty surprised at
3: the, at the decision himself. It seemed like to me that they were pushing them to go, uh, past their limits and see what they can do when they're really pressed in a situation where like, oh shit, like he's coming for me. He's coming for me. Like they're in real danger and stuff. So I'm wondering if there's something going to be where they're going to be put in a situation where they're going to have to go like, Extra and everything, and to see what their potential is in, in a situation where someone is coming after you and everything.
1: That's a good point because as we see, the tower is a scary at its place, and only yeah. more than likely gets scarier up ahead. So, I'm throwing all the marbles at him now, seeing how they deal. Try the best. He yeah, just an anxious week.
0: Except for uh except for Rock who didn't have to participate. It's, yeah. Instead he got to munch on some chocolate bars. My boy the goat. Speaking of which, is is Coon <laughs> like supplying the entire like like exam group with these chocolate bars? Or are these is, like bars readily available like for everyone?
1: I like to say Coon's the plug. <laughs>
0: 'Cause between Rack and uh the other like giant man, they had like a whole like mound each of chocolate bars.
1: They just know anything. They just know. Yeah, I and mean, what the hell is that these
2: Yeah, I Hoping need to know. Dreams. Wow. Dreams. <laughs> it's gonna bother me forever until I figure it out. I mean, he's, yeah, y'all
1: remember Felix the Cat? Yeah. He's basically fearless a cat. Ain't shit in that briefcase for whatever he wants to be in there.
2: <laughs>
1: Again, look around in that briefcase, you're gonna fuck around and find another you in that briefcase. Yo, I lose it. <laughs> oh, hey, what have I got here? Um,
0: we saw in, in this episode that uh, uh Ho was um, uh, feeling, uh, frustrated, um, uh, frustrated with himself and somewhat jealous of, uh, uh, uh progression as a Shinzo user. Um, uh, and then we we see him, uh, receive this message, this cryptic message, like outside his room, like saying, like, do you want to climb the tower? And, you know we don't we don't know what else it said, but I'm guessing someone has a plan um uh, for something uh, going forward in these next few episodes um what did you guys uh think of that that
1: plot point?
2: Is it gonna be oh. It's is a question to me he's gonna be it's, it's gonna be more and more suspicious in the building. That's what I'm saying, then, but the the thing is, if they try to turn him away, how long is that gonna last? Not very. Easy. Kind of we scared.
1: got we got a very simple-minded protagonist, and you guys know what happens with those guys. They got yeah. a goal. You're gonna have to beat the dog shit out of him to get him to the stop, and even then, <laughs> we just might friend? have to kill that
2: nigga. I hate to see it.
0: Do you guys have um, predictions on who may have sent that note?
2: Um, I'm thinking. It's... I guess.
0: I, I guess Aaron. I guess Aaron can't can't answer because he probably already knows. <laughs> I'm I'm just... someone that's not mm-hmm. in,
2: that's not already involved.
0: Well, he gave. Um, re- Red hair chick gave him. Kind of a suspicious look when he when uh, they passed each other in the hallway. No, that's uh, too easy. And we know how how uh, dangerous she is, but we don't know a, a whole lot about her personality. If she's like a friend or a foe,
2: just yet. I don't know. Renemies. I think easy. Like yeah. if it was her, because she's getting all those looks. I'm like, mm, I saw it coming.
0: Could it be Rachel? Rachel was my first
3: thought. I thought it might be too easy, but now that I'm thinking about it,
2: maybe. That's a a strong one right there. It could be.
0: I feel like it would have to be someone who's noticed him getting frustrated, probably. Um, Yeah. Well, we as we as viewers like ha- haven't seen any people like obviously know this um except for Lore but um seems like uh bomb's friendship magic has, has worked on him so far um
1: the power of friendship
0: yeah that Nakama power
1: Hey man it helps
2: I mean if it works it works
0: um and Dorsey and Rachel had a conversation um you know and, and and Dorsey trying to kind of figure Rachel out she's identified to her as kind of a mysterious um and like potential threat already um uh, And she kind of called her out a little bit in this episode. And we saw Rachel noticeably get frustrated about that. Um, It'll be interesting to see what what she does next. I mean, we can tell she's somewhat envious of Bam making friends and whatnot. Um, It'll be interesting to see what her next move is. but yeah, do you guys have any uh, predictions uh for episode eight? You know, the the tag game's gonna continue. Um uh quant's looking pretty tough. I mean, this guy's a ranker, he's climbed the tower already, so we know he's a formidable foe. Um how do you guys uh see the next episode shaking out?
3: I think um Coon's gonna Show up with a, uh, new power or something, a new skill that we haven't seen yet that he's been, uh, working on by himself, probably. That's my prediction. Yeah. Cause he, cause he did get cornered by, um, Quant, uh, pretty quickly, but he seemed a bit more relaxed than the rest of the cast. And I, mm-hmm. that has me thinking that he has something up his sleeve. So.
1: And you got that Joseph Joseph Star theme music playing as he right now. Mm-hmm. No, he's got that jail term music. Ah, uh, you fell into my trap.
2: What? I only pretend to be stupid. <laughs>
1: I only pretended to be a dumbass. But you are the true dumbass.
2: What?
0: <laughs> Whips out the stand.
3: <laughs> this stand is rackable. Just kind the music
1: intensifies.
0: (laughs) That's a crossover I'd like to see. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe that, um, the season's already over half, halfway done. I mean, the time flies and, um, definitely be looking forward to, um, uh, what's to come with uh, episode 8 and guys seeing how this uh, game of tag continues. Um,
1: Brain power. Cool. Son of a bitch.
2: Okay, so I got one thing. You Let's hear it. it. So, as many of you have noticed that there's been a lot of posts going around about how Demon Slayer the number one best-selling manga in the past, like, what, a couple of years?
1: Yep.
2: And mm-hmm. within those, within those, um mm-hmm. lists, there's a manga, there's a manga that's ended maybe about, I wanna say three, four months ago, and it's number two. Right below it. <laughs> so, for those who haven't read it, um, it's called Quintessential Quintuplets. And it ran, I think, about three four years ago by Negi Hariba, the weirdo himself. But that, ser- that series, like, threw everything for a wrench within the weird side of the anime community. Never have I seen people, like all have their one person that they enjoy, like the one waifu that they'll stand. But when the person that kind of deserved it the most actually did win, nobody was upset. Everyone everyone's kind of like, oh, well, if it wasn't my girl, it'd be her. I'm fine with it. Everyone was cool with it. And it ended with a weird cliffhanger because it gives you a feeling. I won't go into it, because it's really good. But the thing is, that series has been over for maybe, I want to say a couple months. Second season should be coming out within next season, hopefully, if everything happens. Even though the first season didn't really get that much acclaim, which is which is a weird thing, because if you compare the top two, this one and the Demon Slayer, right. Demon Slayer had the beautiful visuals, had the good anime, had the good manga. Quintessential just had the good manga because it was beautifully drawn. But the anime didn't really... Like, like, if I was to bring it up and tell people that it came out last year, a lot of people wouldn't know. Like, it, it kind of just flew under its radar. And and even though the um anime was very right to the story... There was no extra scenes or nothing. What you saw in the, in the anime is what you will read. But unlike Demon Slayer, it was kind of, you know, it 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 gained its following from the manga itself. So I'd say, you know, keep your eye out for that one next season. I think next season is going to be pretty interesting because that's when the all because that's when people start to draw the lines in the sand. There's a couple of arcs that's coming up. That people are gonna really draw their lines in the sand and figure out what they want, what they want from their girl, because it's five of them now. But I, this is another good example of like, if more people watch it, maybe more people will buy it. I'm not saying it's gonna beat Demon Slayer level, not not the slightest, but it's still pretty, it's still pretty cool to know that this one kind of flew under the radar to beat Star Wars. That's something Ooh. entertaining. Star when, I, when I read that, I was blown away. Beat Jedi? Niggas? A three-year manga and another another three-year manga, three-four-year manga beat a twenty-plus franchise. Hey, yo, what? So, I'm telling you, and I'm and I'm going to say this with all the feeling in my heart. If you are into romance anime like I am, you're going to be kind of hurt what I'm about to say. But it is literally the top three best romance book I've ever read. It, it, it's a twist and turn, and you you may not like what's going to happen at the end, but I guarantee you, just like me, once you close that last page, you feel satisfied. Cause it's a ride. It's a good ride. And it's, you you'll you'll feel invested. You'll feel interested. I'm, I remember uh, one of the girls was trending over the summer. I say I say give it a read and/or give it a watch when it comes out next season. If you're into romance, if you're not, then just bypass all of this and continue arguing how no one can beat Goku. <laughs> oh,
0: they can't. <laughs> Case closed. We're not doing it. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh Quintessential Quintuplets the uh anime was originally scheduled to debut in the fall, um, but it, ha- it has since been um uh rescheduled for uh winter twenty twenty one uh in light of uh
1: the coronavirus pandemic.
0: and um oh yeah um just one more nugget to add um uh Jujutsu Kaisen uh anime information will be um released this coming week so by our next episode um uh we'll have information on that and uh that'll definitely be one of our talking points.
2: Um, know the studio yet or no?
0: No, that's probably going to be included in the info dump we get um, cause yeah, with Demon Slayer, uh, with Demon Slayer, uh, um, coming to a close, um, as well as, uh, the promised Neverland and Haiku uh, ending, uh, very shortly, uh, Shonen Jump is definitely going to ramp up, uh, advertising and marketing for Jujutsu Kaisen, as well as Actage, which should be, um, it's only a matter of time before we get a announcement and on that. Um, exactly. both, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen and actage are kind of the, uh, uh, I guess, quote unquote, next up for Shonen Jump. Um, they're really going to be pushing those two series hard, uh, in the next few years. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for, um, some Jujutsu Kaisen. uh, information this next week.
2: Yeah, and, makes uh, it, sense. I kind of want to wait until the anime comes out for this one.
3: Yeah. yeah
2: it's, it's, um, Kaisen is one of
3: those um, battles shown and it's really like really, really good between the monster designs and how battles are uh, structured and everything. I recently just started it, but um the way the power system works and everything in Uge Itadori, my, being one of my, uh, favorite new gen MCs and everything and how he's worked into the plot line of the, uh, story and the sensei and everything, I can mm-hmm. tell this one's gonna, uh, spike in popularity as well once that anime gets released.
1: Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Both of them. And I'm definitely here to see it. Yeah. If
0: you're a fan of, uh, like, Bleach or, like, uh, manga like Tokyo Ghoul or something like that, um, Jujutsu Kaisen's definitely up your alley. And depending on the studio, um, I mean, I don't want to – I guess going forward, it's inevitable that almost every. <laughs> series it's going to be like oh this could be like the next demon slayer um i don't don't really want to make like that yeah i don't really want to make bold statements like that just because demon slayer was such a lightning in the bottle like experience but uh if it's adapted right um you could definitely see jujitsu kyson um getting a super huge boost. Maybe maybe not Demon Slayer level, but I think maybe even something like on the level that uh uh my hero academia um uh saw with its anime released. Uh, I think that that's kind of a comparable situation um depending on the studio, I think.
3: All right. Especially with the um, – it's not just the uh, animation studios and everything. It's with the voice actors, who's going to be uh voice acting the cast and everything, uh, right. music track that goes with the uh scenes that are being depicted in the animation and everything. All that yep. gets tied in together. So it's definitely a major key to that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything has to be, like, flowing in, like, perfect unison. I mean – um yeah. I mean just going back to Demon Slayer, I mean uh um the voice acting um uh, was just as important as the art and animation. Uh Natsuki Hene um and Hiro Shimono. Um those guys knocked the ball out of the park as um, Tanjiro and Zenitsu. His name escapes me at the moment, but um, the voice actor who played uh, Inosuke did an incredible job as well.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely Inosuke.
0: It's weird to think that that's the same guy who voiced uh, Kirito in Sword Art Online, um, as well as uh, Beetlejuice in uh, ReZero.
3: That's a talented dude. Um, wasn't he also um bell on um isn't it uh uh is it wrong Tr- to pick it? yeah, yep, he was bell as well,
0: yeah, that guy's got some serious uh range, that's for sure, oh yeah definitely um, but yeah, yeah, like Brandon said, like so many things go go into a great adaptation. And that's just another example of, of why, uh, Demon Slayer was such a lightning in the bottle thing. Cause it's one of the rare series where everything, everything hit at the same time. And, uh, that's pretty rare. Um, it's not, it's not too uncommon to have like one aspect of, of the recipe and then like not the others. Like, you know, like, Series could have great animation, but the, the soundtrack is, is off. Or, you know, a series might have great, um, great voice acting, but everything else is, is subpar. Um, it's kind of getting off on a, a, a tangent, but yeah, hopefully with, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, we can, um, see somewhat of a, of a, coalescence of all the elements that make an anime great. Yeah. You know, I think that about does it for us this week. Um thanks so much for uh listening everybody. Um we really appreciate it. Um once again uh I'm Max and I was uh joined today by uh Aaron Qte um hey. Spencer White wash hands and uh brandon d
3: stay safe everybody
0: yeah thanks so much for joining us uh this week and uh we'll catch you next week man
3: thank you for having me